0: Oh my goodness. It's only the bloody last episode of the season. It is. So that's a complete box set, you can binge listen.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're officially a box set.
0: Binge us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what a what a season it has been.
0: I have thoroughly enjoyed myself.
1: Yeah, we started out with just me and you and an idea and now we've we've made loads of friends.
0: Yeah, we've made a lot of friends in the gin industry, outside the gin industry, things that have to do with the gin industry. It's been incredible.
1: Yeah, and that's not bigging ourselves up. That's uh, saying thanks to all oh, of that's you. Oh, thanks really. to everybody else. Yeah,
0: we we've done very little other than email you and ask if you want to be involved. Yeah, and. The gin world's a lovely, friendly place. Uh, it's
1: absolutely amazing. It's Isn't Full it? of really interesting people with tons of knowledge. Yeah. So much passion for what they do. I can not blame
0: them, like because some of them produce some of the best gins I've ever tasted. Yeah. Some delicious stuff out there.
1: It's been a, a, an odyssey of just tasting things that I've never tasted before. And, I mean,
0: exactly. I mean, I've I've, I've had a surprise myself. I'm, I'm, I've been a massive gin fan for years and years yeah. and years. And I've tried everything I possibly could, but when you actually look for it, yeah. there is some fantastic stuff out there.
1: Unbelievable stuff. Yep. So
0: That's the thing nobody's sponsored us, nobody's yeah. told us what to say. This is a completely independent podcast yeah. from me and Sarah.
1: It is. Um, so, coming up <gasps> today. Oh,
0: God, what could
1: the last episode possibly include? We've got the Great Big Gin Quiz.
0: Great Big Gin
1: Quiz. <laughs> Well, I'm going to test your knowledge, Matthew, on all things gin.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Uh, pretty much 100% that one.
1: Yeah, if you want to do it at home before we give the answers and, uh, you know, have a guess and uh, let us know how you got on with the Great Big Gin quiz, mm-hmm. let us know. If you can beat Matthew, then, you know.
0: <laughs> yep, that's my answer to that. <laughs>
1: Very eloquently spoke, Matthew.
0: <laughs> like an angry horse.
1: Yeah. And we've also got a tasting with Catherine Tanny, who's one of the funniest people in the whole wide world.
0: Yes, she is. She's a very good friend of mine and a very, 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 very funny girl.
1: Yeah, very talented comedian yes. from a fellow Northeasterner.
0: Fellow Northeaster and a gin fan to yes, boot.
1: Yes, and we roped her in because what we did was we made loads of homemade infusions. Yeah,
0: and we thought, who won't be missed? <laughs> It won't be Who can we get rid of without any fuss? And it was good old Catherine, so, so that was nice. We'll
1: see how we got on with test her testing out our homemade. I mean, if she
0: did, she did get poisoned. We are giving ourselves away in this section. <laughs> yes, so we are. I think you can guess how it went. I think you can guess <laughs> how it went.
1: Yeah, we've also got a few outtakes. Oh no! Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, prepare for swear words. Yeah. And giggles galore, because just the other day we had the biggest giggle session. I have ever, ever known about I actually maybe bled from laughing.
1: I think it was that Osmo's gin. We tasted that Osmo's gin and then we tried to record something and we ended up just laughing for about 35 minutes. Yeah, so, yep. So that's coming up. We've also got something I'm really, really excited about, which is our interview with Poetic License Distillery. Yes,
0: poetic License, our favourite distillery.
1: And they're in your hometown, Matthew of Sunderland. Yes,
0: it's a lovely little distillery with two lovely people, Grace and Luke. Talk to them. Luke's one of the most knowledgeable people in the gin world that I've ever met.
1: Absolutely. Find out about their unorthodox distilling. Yep. Methods.
0: And the reason it's called poetic license, for one.
1: Yeah. So that's that's an absolute gem coming up. Let's plough on, Matthew.
0: I, th- I mean, we're gonna need a pretty big plough <laughs> to get through this.
1: We're gonna need a bigger plough. We're gonna
0: need a bigger plough. Yes, and you will get a Jaws references. Yes. In. Get in, crack on. Right, I'll just crack this, oh, and we can crack on.
1: Yeah, so we're drinking a, we're on the poetic license again tonight. It's,
0: it's ludicrous, isn't
1: it? Yeah, but we're having a Saint Clements Saint
0: gin, Clement's Cure. gin Cure with a Schweppes seventeen eighty three light tonic water.
1: It's a really hot evening. In the middle of a heatwave, we've had to shut all the windows and turn the fans off for noise reduction purposes. I
0: feel like Richard O'Brien, but the opposite.
1: (laughs) But we're taking solace. Turn off the fans, please. (laughs) We're taking solace in an ice cold glass of St. Clement's Gin. So Uh, cheers, Matthew. Let's
0: see how this tastes. Oh, holy shit. Oh, shut the door. Right. That is delightful.
1: That's so good. Anyway...
0: Yes, uh, I understand that you're about to test my knowledge on the world of gin.
1: Yes, I am indeed.
0: The juniper-flavoured water <laughs> that runs through my veins <laughs> and possibly makes my kidneys work but a little bit too hard as well as me no.
1: Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So, the difficult thing about doing this gin podcast, Matthew...
0: Staying sober.
1: Is staying sober. That is definitely one of the difficulties... But another of the difficulties is not in getting enough facts to include in each episode.
0: It's what to leave out. It's what it? to leave out. Yeah, you, you've whinged at me loads about that. I don't know what to put in, what to leave out. That's what you sound like when you whinge Is it? Yeah, yeah, thanks.
1: That sounds probably sounds just like me. Yeah,
0: yeah. well, it's better than the voices you do. So. <laughs> yeah, true.
1: But yeah, so we've had to get rid of so many interesting facts from previous episodes. So today, we're going to crowbar some of them into our final episode of the season. <gasps>
0: Don't be sad, we'll be back.
1: We'll be back in a few weeks. Uh, but this is via the Great Big Gin Quiz.
0: Great Big Gin Quiz. Diddle, diddle.
1: And yet another classic jingle from Reed.
0: Classic Reed jingles. <laughs> I am available
1: for children's parties.
0: No, I'm not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be a terrible idea. That would idea. be terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, so Matt, uh, are you ready for your great big gin quiz? Actually, before we start, can I have one of these gin gummy jelly things?
0: You can try.
1: Where did we get these from? Superdrug.
0: Uh, a lie shop. It says they taste like gin.
1: I think that, come oh, on. They smell like gin.
0: They smell like gin. So do I.
1: I think they taste like gin.
0: Let's have a look at the ingredients. Dry gin fizz gummies, unique gummies infused with real gin, infused 0.37%.
1: They taste like gin.
0: Right, if this doesn't taste like gin, I'm the king oh. of gin forever.
1: Wait for the aftertaste.
0: Um, yum, yum. Getting lemons?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on. Bit of an aftertaste now, not No, isn't no
0: just lemons. Like You're to yourself.
1: You're the king then. Donnelly. Okay, section one, the origins of gin. Bring it on. Which gin related substance appears in ancient Egyptian culture as part of the embalming process?
0: Give us a challenge, juniper.
1: Correct. Yes, that's absolutely right. Yes. You started you off with an easy one.
0: Oh. Um, and
1: <laughs> They probably also used oil of turpentine, which was also sometimes used to flavour gin in the absence of juniper during the 1700s. Ooh. A gin fact.
0: Bit of turps.
1: Yeah, a bit of turps on the old uh, Tutankhamun's bod. Question two, still on the subject of juniper. Juniper berries were probably used to prevent medics from catching what disease?
0: Well, I'm aware they stopped malaria.
1: Mm.
0: So it's probably something similar with a fever.
1: Ah, but let me stop you there. We're not talking about a cure or a treatment. We're talking about preventative.
0: Mm, the plague.
1: Correct. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, you, do you know those horrible, monstrous, beaky plague masks yes, that I, well, uh, medics used to wear? Uh,
0: look like, uh, you know, in Beetlejuice, where he stretches his face. Yeah, a or like in that. Eyes
1: Wide Shut, where they've got the, the big, long, yeah. beaky masks. Wait, what's
0: that for? filth. Jesus.
1: It's a great film.
0: It's
1: dirty. So, along with these beak-like masks, they'd wear gloves, overcoats, boots, and a wide-brimmed hat. And in the masks, there would be sweet-smelling substances. And this came from the idea that... illness came from what they called miasma, or bad air. And they thought that perfume substances would actually prevent the spread of diseases. And juniper uh, was one of these sweet-smelling substances that they would probably put into these masks. Good choice. Yeah, along with things like lavender. Now, I think you're going to get this one based on your previous answer. Bad air, when translated into Latin, gives its name to what disease that gin helped to cure?
0: Muzzy area
1: it is malaria
0: stupid mozzies,
1: yeah, horrible disease, um so gin on its own wouldn't cure malaria, but uh when quinine was mixed with alcohol, it became soluble, so hence the gin and tonic became an easy way to administer uh, quinine, which would cure malaria.
0: best way to administer quinine of all time, however absolutely I like to administer quinine every time <laughs> I, <get.
1: laughs> I suppose I'll take my medicine. Today. <laughs> Next question. Help, help, my lady's dead. Oh, well-a-day that ever I was born. Some aqua vitae, ho! And um, So that's one of the earliest references to spirits in English literature. Name the work that it comes from.
0: Um, Billy Shakespeare.
1: It is Billy Shakespeare, yeah. What, Silly Billy. What play?
0: Oh, it's uh, the Henry the Gin <laughs>
1: It's not Henry the
0: Djinn. G- uh, Romeo and...
1: It is Romeo and Juliet. Gin fiend? <laughs> yeah, it is Romeo and Juliet. So, that is Juliet's nurse. When she finds out that Juliet's died, um, she exclaims this and asks, asks for Aquavitae. Now, Gin wasn't present in its current form around the time when Shakespeare was writing, but spirits were, and they were referred to as Aquavitae. So, this is an early reference to spirits, but Gin would have turned up probably about 30 years later.
0: You just wanted to get William Shakespeare in.
1: Well, it's about the sections about the origins of gin, so spirit was... Yes. Yeah. Section two.
0: Section two. Woo! The gin craze. Gin craze. Gin craze.
1: (laughs) That's the gin craze jingle. At the height of the gin craze, what would you have found down Blue Anchor Alley in London?
0: Blue Anchor Alley.
1: So it was something that was situated down a discreet alleyway in a house of unknown ownership. (laughs) I know yeah. You would have
0: found the cat poster.
1: Yay! Yay! I, think, I don't think it was a poster, I think it was a carving.
0: Le Chat Noir.
1: Yes, it was uh, Bradstreet's cat Yay. with the leaden pipe, the gin tube. Gin tube! Question six. This is loosely related to gin.
0: Question the sixth.
1: Who were the Bow Street Runners?
0: Mm. The Bow Street Runners were the Rossers.
1: They were, the, they were the first police force in Britain. And how is this related to gin? Well, they were set up during the height of the gin craze by writer and magistrate Henry Fielding to tackle lawlessness around the height of the gin craze. So, great,
0: great name for a band, isn't
1: it? Isn't it? The Bow Street Runners, right. yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get you, we'll take your gin. Wow. <laughs> well, what do you think the Bow Street Runners would have sounded like then?
0: I oh, so a bit
1: more sort of heavy punk yeah. rock. Mm-hmm. Mine was a bit more of a specials vibe going on there.
0: Mm, yeah. you would be, wouldn't you?
1: Next question. Yes. <laughs> Are you on your second one already? I am. So now bear with me here, because this does relate back to the time of the gin craze, but when the government launched a crackdown on binge drinking culture in 2012...
0: Spoilers, Pods
1: cartoonist Martin Rosen reworked which famous gin related work
0: I will go for Gin Lane it was it be was Gin, gin Lane, Lane. I, yeah Street, i will mean, go on Gin Lane though
1: yeah it was Gin Lane so when Prime Minister David Cameron supported minimum pricing on alcohol as the cost of excessive drinking was costing the NHS lots of money Martin responded by parodying Gin Lane um with his own take on uh the these policy so Martin Rosen said himself Hogarth's Gin Lane is a truly horrific image but there's definitely humor there too it's always a pleasure paying homage to the greats like Hogarth I did this drawing because what Cameron is doing here is saying he will get tough on law and order he just says what's in his head and never does anything because he's looking in the mirror now In this cartoon, Cameron is depicted as looking vainly in a mirror while fat cats behind him overindulge and the common man is made to suffer. So he says, Given that Gin Lane is a dark but funny expose of a society in a state of collapse, it just fed itself naturally into what's going on at the moment, trying to deliberately destroy society so he can sell it to his rich friends. Mm -hmm. Interesting take. Um okay, section three,
0: the 1800s. Oh, I'm an expert on the 1800s. Mm. Ask us anything.
1: Okay, so Gin got given the nicknames Blue Ruin, Blue Ribboned and Blue Tape. So why the references to blue around this time?
0: Um is that what colour it made your lips go? Uh,
1: yes, you're correct.
0: You know what, surprised myself there. Uh, a
1: little shock on your face.
0: No shock, totally knew when I was on the <laughs> road. How dare you? Really?
1: <laughs> yeah, so according to Olivia Williams in her book, um, this is probably because alcohol poisoning turned people's faces a ghostly blue. So around this time, people were, had started distilling gin from everything they could find. And mm-hmm. potato skins was one of them. And potato skins, when they went off, contained high levels of methanol, mm-hmm. which was a highly toxic substance. And drinking too much of this methanol-heavy gin could give you this, very quickly give you this alcohol poisoning. And people reported um, people's faces turning blue. So not specifically their lips, but generally their, their faces. Really? Turning blue. Yeah.
0: So they look like Smurfs. They
1: did look a bit like Smurfs. Smurf
0: death. That's what they should have called it. Yeah. (laughs) Smurf death. So, if you leave certain foods in alcohol, it develops, they can turn into poison. Yes. And yet we tried our bounty gin. That's a good point. After leaving that for quite some time, didn't we?
1: Yes, we did. Please
0: take care when doing infusions in the house.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because we possibly could have killed ourselves (laughs) with poison Bounty flavoured gin.
1: Imagine dying from bounty flavoured gin. I think
0: we'd end up in the Darwin Awards for so yeah, that one. Yeah, we, we would, yeah, wouldn't yeah, we? Uh, yeah. That would be our own fault entirely.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, in William's book, she also lists some other amazing nicknames for gin. Can I read you some of them? Because they're incredible.
0: Is it lovely stuff?
1: It's so not lovely stuff. Okay. Crank.
0: That sounds like American drug speak.
1: Yeah, they refer to uh, meth as crank, Uh, right? Diddle drain.
0: Diddle drain's amazing.
1: Yeah, that was so called because of the diuretic qualities. Frog's wine.
0: Frog's wine.
1: Yeah. Uh, Another name for gin, Jackie. (laughs) What? Don't know why. A kick in the guts.
0: Kick in the guts.
1: Lady Dacre's wine.
0: Lady Dacre's. A
1: flash of lightning. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ragwater. (laughs) <laughs> Sky blue, and finally strip me naked.
0: Strip me naked. I Think
1: we can guess why that last one was uh, invented? Dirt.
0: Dirt. Eyes wide shut type <laughs> dirt that you watch.
1: <laughs> okay. Question number nine. The term whistling shop referred to a gin shop located within a prison. Why?
0: Is that how you informed him that you wanted to buy stuff?
1: Yes. My God, you're smashing yes! this. Yes. That was the kind of the code word. was Yeah. It? Yeah. Victorian jailers apparently grew very, very rich from selling gin to prisoners. So we're moving to the next section. Gin meets tonic. Yeah. Name one of the benefits of a glass tonic bottle.
0: Hmm. Prettiness.
1: I think aesthetics probably would come into it, but there's a more technical reason for it. Uh, Apparently, fizz.
0: Maintaining the fizz.
1: Yeah. Question 11. What is the Countess of Chinchin's link to tonic water? Chinchin. Now think of the word Chinchin.
0: Chinchilla. Chinchona. Yeah. Chinchona trees. Yeah. Chinchona bark. Yes. That.
1: <laughs> I'm not giving you a point for that. Boo!
0: <laughs> if anyone would like to write in and compliment that Sarah's uh, given me absolutely no no chance in this quiz, then <laughs> feel free.
1: Okay, so here's the story. Chinchen, is all
0: about how your life got flipped turned upside, upside down? Turn upside down, yeah. If
1: you can let me take a minute. <laughs> Just sit right there. I'll tell you how the Countess of Chinchin is related to...
0: Chin. Chin.
1: <laughs> so Chinchin is a town in Madrid, and so the story goes, and this is a bit of an urban legend. Sometime in the 1600s, the wife of the fourth Count of Chinchin fell ill in Peru with a relapsing fever. A Spanish governor advised her to take a remedy made from a strange and unknown bark.
0: My word.
1: Of course, now we know that that was the bark of the fever tree, which is also known as the Chinchona
0: tree. Chinchona, my, my, my Chinchona. Yes.
1: It resulted in a miraculous and rapid cure. The countess then ordered a large quantity of the bark and took it back to Europe. Now... It's claimed that that's where the Chinchona tree got its name and therefore there is the link to gin, Mm -hmm. gin and tonic, etc. There are some challenges to this claim, however. So some say that the Countess had already died before the Count was appointed Viceroy of Peru, so she'd have never even gone to Peru. Plus his diaries never give any account of any wife suffering mm. from malaria. So this might be a bit like the Martinez story uh, that we heard yeah. last week. A little bit of an urban myth.
0: He might not have kept a journal. He might have been humming on gin all the time what by the sounds kept,
1: of it. He kept a journal but there's just no reference to it in there. Question number 12.
0: Question the 12. In
1: 1772 theologian and chemist Joseph Priestley poured water back and forth between two glasses above... Fermenting beer mash What happened? It's
0: carbonation. Yes, correct. Come on! But <laughs> really well. why are you surprised? I don't know I'm he's... dead clever. <laughs> so yeah, Priesty
1: found that the carbon dioxide that rose from the fermenting mash became trapped in the water and made for a refreshing sparkling beverage. He wrote of the peculiar satisfaction that he found in drinking it. This then uh, paved the way for the sparkling drinks market. So tonic water obviously was revolutionised and uh, he never actually benefited financially from this discovery himself. Uh, but another interesting fact is that that very discovery took place in this city where we're recording tonight, Leeds. Did it know? Yes.
0: Home of bubbles?
1: Yeah, and tonic water was never the same again. Fizz. Next section, gin and music. So I'm going to give you a line from a song that relates to gin, and I want you to name the artist. My makeup is dry and it's cracked on my chin. I'm drowning my sorrows in whiskey and gin.
0: <sighs> it's not Tom Waits.
1: Do you want me to sing it? My makeup is dry and it's cracked on my chin. I'm drowning my sorrows in whiskey and gin.
0: Dolly Parton. <laughs>
1: No, it was the Kinks, Death of a Clown.
0: Ah, the yeah. Kinks, my mother's favourite.
1: Ah, oh, I love the Kinks.
0: Brilliant, brilliant band.
1: I had a Kinks birthday cake for my fifth birthday.
0: Mm. Mm. What a weird child. I know, it
1: was a really <laughs> weird child. <laughs> Next one. That woman's got me drinking, look at the state I'm in. Give me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Buzz gin.
0: Buzz gin. Yeah. Okay, okay. Who sung that? Johnny Cash. The Pogues. Oh, bloody Pogues. That's one,
1: that one's got me drinking. Another of my favourites. Yep. There's a slight bias in this section. There is, isn't there? Okay, what about this? I met a gin-soaked barroom queen in Memphis.
0: No, no, give in. It's
1: the Rolling Stones' honky-tonk women. Oh,
0: God almighty, yeah.
1: Matthew. Right, next section. Along came the cocktail. Hello, cocktail. One of the earliest incarnations of bitters was formulated as a cure for which disease, often the disease of the wealthy that was associated with alcohol consumption, ironically.
0: Mm. Hmm. Hmm, witch disease?
1: Cause painful extremities.
0: Arthritis. Gout. Gout. Bugger.
1: The bitters in question include the ingredients watercress, wormwood, horseradish and angelica root.
0: Hmm, I've really crashed at the end of this game.
1: Hmm, I know, there's plenty more to go. Where did the Tom Collins get its name?:
0: No, I, I don't know.
1: OK. So, according to Business Insider, it's an article I read there. Mm-hmm. there was a joke that went what you would call viral in 19th century 20 people Philadelphia.: about. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. So the joke was you'd go up to someone and you'd say, "Hey, have you seen Tom Collins?" And they'd say, "No." I've never met him before. And the Joker would say, well, perhaps you'd better do so. He's talking about you in a very rough manner, calling you names and convincing people there is nothing you wouldn't steal. To which the other person, usually, would be very upset, stomp off and go looking for the ra- rascal Tom Collins. But there's a twist. There'd better be. He didn't exist.
0: So that's the joke.
1: It's a terrible. It's an absolute so terrible joke.
0: Christ on I'm glad. You know what? You know when people go, oh people are always staring at the phones now. They're not reading. Good. Yeah. Good. This because I one. don't want people to interact like these idiots. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was called the Great Tom Collins Hoax of 1874.
0: Christ, and there was nothing going
1: on no, there. No, <laughs> it made its way into newspapers. It was. It was. It was big. I suppose it was big. It like
0: the Harlem Shuffle, <laughs> the Harlem Shake. Yeah, people,
1: yeah. These days, people would have tattoos saying "Have you met Tom Collins?" But. One bartender, apparently, caught on to the joke and named the drink Tom Collins so that anyone came rushing into his bar and said, Has anybody seen Tom Collins? I want Tom Collins. He would say, I can help you, and he'd create you a Tom Collins.
0: Clever girl. Clever magic. Yeah. See so what he'd do is He's basically just selling people drinks they don't want.
1: Viral marketing of the 1800s. Yeah, very clever, wasn't Yeah. not he? You did very well on that. Was that it? No. Wow. But this final section doesn't relate to previous episodes.
0: Uh Uh-oh.
1: This final section I've imaginatively titled, and wait for it, Google it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I did was I Googled... Googled it. Yeah. I Googled various things. I Googled is gin, can gin, and does gin. And you know how Google fills in the questions for you with the most frequently searched questions I took those frequently searched questions and I've made them into a quiz and now I want you to answer Google's most frequently searched gin questions easy
0: peasy, lemon done squeezy let's
1: find out so, question number one one of the most common Google searches is gin, wine or grain? an easy one to start with both Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's usually distilled from grain. Oh
0: yeah, grains, but I mean, even as early as last episode, we drank...
1: We were drinking Osmos.
0: Osmos, which is distilled from grapes.
1: Yes, indeed. And in fact, in episode one, you'll remember, we talked about the fact that probably the earliest ever gin was distilled from grapes by monks in Italy.
0: Silly monks.
1: Question number two. Is gin gluten-free?
0: Is gin gluten-free? Hmm.
1: Bear in mind, obviously, gin is distilled from grain. I'm saying no. Okay. Uh, Yes, it is gluten-free.
0: Got it wrong.
1: But there are some caveats. So it is claimed that once distilled, the distillation process breaks down the gluten. So the technically distilled spirits are gluten-free, even if they come from grain. But some gluten intolerant people do get a reaction from... Grain spirits. So if you're worried about the risk, if you're gluten intolerant, you can always go for something like cold river gin, which is distilled from potatoes, for example.
0: Haven't we learned early on today that that could be deadly?
1: It can be deadly when done in a back alley in some washerwoman's back. Where
0: is this gin created?
1: It's probably distilled under FDA regulations. Under a bed. <laughs> OK, so that was incorrect, Matthew.
0: OK the distilled properly
1: next question is gin good for you?
0: <laughs> silly question yes, move along <laughs> do
1: you know I, I did look into this a little bit um, and there are so many conflicting studies on whether moderate amounts of alcohol are good for you or not and a lot of them say it is some of them are like no, don't drink any alcohol Who ever that's
0: Billy Norfun's yeah. blog
1: but come on, guys! Johnny
0: spoil sport. Yeah,
1: exactly. Come on, everything in moderation. Have a bloody drink. That's
0: yes. what I say. That's what I said. I've said it. I said it. I said, said it with more aplomb.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so by saying that's what I said, that's you saying it with more aplomb.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 Agreed.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you, poetic license. Oh, and I've got a fly in my drink.
0: Fly in your drink.
1: Thank you, Poetic License, for bringing such merriment to this final uh, season episode.
0: Oh, cherry blossom tonic, mm. dirty and bastard. Actually, yeah, there's
1: been a development.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we've started putting uh, Thomas Henry
0: cherry, blossom, cherry tonic. blossom
1: tonic in it, and oh my
0: good lord. <laughs> yeah, mine has got elderflower, lemon, and because I was running a bit low, I just hoied some cherry tonic in as well. Yeah,
1: we've run out of big bottles of tonic, so we're drinking like miniature Little bottles, <laughs> And
0: they're not good enough for two at <laughs> Oh, may I recommend that? It's great, Elixir, isn't it? Elixir Elderflower and Lemon, some Cherry Blossom Tonic from Thomas Henry and St. Clement's Poetic Licence. Have a have a bow on that.
1: Oh, is this, a, is yes. this like a dirty pint?
0: There's a dirty pint.
1: Oh. <laughs> All right, I go back to that question, is gin good for you? Yes. If that's bad for you... <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't do. want to be <laughs> right.
0: I don't want to be healthy. <laughs> If love and good gin's wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs>
1: okay, next question now, Matthew. I'm going to need you to hold this together.
0: <laughs> if you can, I will.
1: Right. No, it's this question that's going to... Uh... Is gin... And bear in mind, this is one of the most... I already know what it's going to be. Frequently it's Googled not. questions. Is gin made from Vodka. <laughs>
0: Is is the next one? No, don't be fucking stupid. Well, it's the same kind of process. Yeah,
1: it's it? the same. Yeah, so they're they're both made from the same thing. That's Prefer why they
0: stop short of flavor and entertainment. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: why evolutionary biologists will will get annoyed when people say, "Oh, human beings are descended from chimpanzees. Human beings are not descended from chimpanzees. They're the cousins
0: of chimpanzees. That's right. God created us as equals. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm only> <laughs>
1: They're descended from the same thing. Yes. But it's slightly different because vodka is incomplete gin.
0: Yes. And shallow and uh, not worth buying. Yeah. Apart from the one with the crystal dragon in the bottle that looks cool. <laughs> no, so cool. And the crystal skull, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. But that's just because it have got cool bottles. And it's owned
1: by Dan Ackroyd.
0: Yeah, which is also cool. Yeah, <laughs> But uh, Ryan Reynolds owns a gin company, so that's even much better. Ryan, if you would like to come in for an interview, we'd be very, very, very interested in that. Thank you.
1: Oh, right. Next question. Does gin go bad?
0: In the wrong hands. <laughs> I don't know. Does gin go bad? No. No, I don't think gin ever goes off. I think gin is constantly fearful.
1: Well, it sort of is. I, I, so I looked into this. The alcohol can evaporate, so...
0: Oh, yeah, making it pointless and not gin.
1: Yeah, so if, if, you've, if you've got half a bottle of gin sitting there on the shelf... Um, then the alcohol may uh, evaporate off. Um, also, contaminants can get in, go past its best. Also, as we found with our bounty-infused yes. gin...
0: Terrible mistake.
1: Yeah, uh, we added fresh ingredients to pre-made gin. Yes. So, adding fresh ingredients to gin... Uh, yeah, that,
0: well, that's going to go off, isn't that it? That
1: could go off. Yeah, like our Turkish Delight gin. I think that lasted uh, a couple of weeks. Mm. And then it didn't taste quite so good.
0: We still managed to polish off that jar, though, didn't we? We
1: did, yeah, but...
0: I do believe we took it to Birmingham and shared it amongst me comedy friends.
1: Yes, we did, yes, in the green room of the glee club. (laughs) Yes, we
0: were going, here, knock yourselves out. Is that good? I don't know, let's see what happens to it. It went
1: down very well. Did? But but the coconut-infused gin went off very, very, very quickly. And I had to spit it into a glass and you were wretching.
0: Yes, it was vile. Hibiscus and rosemary go. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, next question. Does gin have sugar?
0: <laughs> that was straight the point. Does gin have sugar? Does it? Yes. No. Ah! Uh, <laughs> yes. No. Oh, okay. It was a 50 bloody 50. <laughs>
1: mixers do, though, obviously. Silly so. mixers. Next question. Does gin contain carbs?
0: Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> my answer to that question would be who gives a shit (laughs) exactly just drink the gin man if if you're in for a weightlifting competition you're not thinking ooh will I have a gin what you're thinking is are my veins like copper pipes (laughs) and will I look like will I look like a shiny wooden statue tomorrow
1: (laughs) exactly my answer to that question would be if you're worried whether gin contains carbs just just,
0: just don't you. it's not for you walk away Walk oh, away.
1: But technically the answer is no, it doesn't. Okay, we're two questions away from the end, Matthew.
0: I'm doing terrible. I think I'm going to blame uh, Gin.
1: He went off to a, he was off to a great Such start. Such a good start, surprised myself. Yeah, but and no. then it all went it's all gone wrong. Here. It's all
0: gone wrong.
1: Okay, can Gin freeze? Yes. I'm going to give you that one, you know.
0: Uh, you can, because I know for a fact it does, because it happened in my broken freezer when we were in my old house.
1: OK, so in your broken freezer in your old house, did the gin freeze solid or did it turn to a kind of icy slush?
0: Well, it smashed the bottle and stayed there in the shape of a bottle.
1: OK. So that was probably quite weak gin then. Yeah, it
0: was terrible quality gin, eh?
1: Okay, so here's the answer. Pure ethanol needs about 100, minus 114 degrees to freeze. Yeah. Whereas water needs zero degrees to freeze. So gin will be a mixture of ethanol, well, of, of alcohol and of water. And therefore, what you'll usually find in a domestic freezer which will usually freeze to about minus 18 degrees centigrade, that the water will freeze, but the alcohol won't. Uh, So you'll get this kind of slushy
0: substance. Yes. Oh, Fancy one of them now. Yeah, I know,
1: right? You stick a bottle in the freezer.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. (laughs) Um, So the answer is in a domestic freezer, it won't generally freeze solid, but you could in an industrial freezer Mm. that would freeze it solid, yes. Freeze it solid?
0: Well, it did freeze in my... Domestic freezer.
1: I would imagine then that there was enough water in it and not enough alcohol in it, so that the frozen water gave the whole thing enough structural integrity to remain a solid kind of block. Yeah. Right, final question. (gasps) Can gin make you sad?
0: Of course it can. Alcohol is a depressant. Mm. And yes, it made me sad the other day. Did it? Yes. I ran out.
1: Oh, when you ran out. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: When I was
1: like, no. I thought that didn't sound like you. I've never seen you sad on gin.
0: I'm not sad. I never get sad. I'm dead strong.
1: There was a time when Gavin Webster got us really, really drunk, and which is ironic because Gab, who you've you've heard about yeah, the Gin World Cup, he took us out to a bar. He bought us a ton of cocktails. He was drinking whiskey. We yeah. were drinking gin cocktails, and I started crying at the end of the night for no reason. But the answer is yes Any alcoholic drink can be a depressant And can make you sad But there's absolutely no scientific evidence As to why gin would make you sadder than any other drink And you hit on a really good point In episode 5 When we were talking about music Which was that When we talked about the fact that the blues Became heavily associated with gin and sorrows Mm -hmm. And you said do you think it's that association With the blues and with the hardships Of the gin craze and that kind of thing That have
0: stuck to gin
1: stuck to gin and it caused this kind of connection yeah. in people's minds between gin and sadness and I think you've hit the nail on the head yeah,
0: yeah I don't like brag but nail and head hitting her pretty much my fault here <laughs> I'm just dead clever at everything you are you did
1: You did do very well on that quiz
0: well to a degree but Matthew I deserve that
1: you did very very well on that gin quiz
0: Perfect. free to applaud at home
1: So that was the Great Big Gin Quiz. Great Big Gin Gin Quiz.
0: (laughs) Tell you what I like about this Mm. podcast is uh, so smooth and well well organised and well run. (laughs) We never make uh, tits of ourselves.
1: No, we always record things in one smooth take. Yeah. <laughs> There's no editing involved whatsoever.
0: I mean, when I say one, you say afternoon of constant takes. <laughs> because you often mess it up. Oh,
1: well, we're about to find out whether that's the case. How's that? Well, here are a few of our worst moments. Oh, you've never,
0: you've been framed the outtakes, have you? I have, yeah. Why would Nico? Mother's Ruin podcast was written and performed by Matthew Reed and. I like
1: how your name comes first.
0: Sarah Donnelly. <laughs> Mother's Ruin podcast was written and performed by Matthew Reed and Sarah Donnelly. Heavily produced by Matthew Reed's wallet. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> right, so um, what, what, what the hell are we going to be on about today? <laughs> 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 so Sarah, what? That's a topic. Burning a hole in your pocket today. <laughs> in my wizard's sleeve. Don't don't say it like that. That's is, that is a different thing.
1: The work of government and of a god, or murky simmering toffet. Just going to check that I've got right because a weird word in there that I don't recognise. Which one? Toffet. Toffet. <laughs> it's not that sweet from the nineties.
0: Was it toffet? It was, wasn't it? Toffet. Yeah. Ah, uh, the chocolate in the middle. Yeah. I want a toffet now.
1: Could have a toffet, you know. It. Edit,
0: this, edit, this, this, edit, edit this, edit this, edit this, edit this.
3: Well ho. <laughs> well
0: ho <laughs> 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 Your mind just doesn't work when that thing goes on, does it? Oh, oh well ho. <laughs> well ho. <laughs>
4: It was so hot. Uh, to... Right.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, there's a snot in there.
2: The going on?
1: It's because we've been drinking this Osmo's ginger in the day. Yes. Right, next. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Dead kittens. <laughs> All I can think is. Well. <laughs>
2: Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye.
1: My
0: stomach, <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> My stomach hurts. <laughs> ah. The entire diaphragm's breaking. <laughs> right, we're trying to make a bounty, but the coconut we put in definitely went off because it smells like but Don't drink it, you moo. I'm just gonna have a little taste. Oh, you just spat it. In- uh. <laughs> Give me something else to drink. Oh, <laughs> oh God, watching you spit. Oh. Oh. oh, what is that noise you were doing? She's
1: going to take this away.
0: Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> well, that's right. Uh, I mean, if we ever wanted to drag gin back into the goya, that's, uh, that's Sarah hockling into a glass. So that's nice, isn't it? And back she comes. <laughs> Okay. You disgust me. Wait! <laughs> don't make coconut gin. Coconut gin's a bad idea. Little. S- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just don't look at me, okay?
0: what like, about the sound?
1: I'll turn round when I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to have to do this later. So if Shelley and Byron had lived in the time of. Uh, do you remember we talked last week about. Old Captain Dudley Bradstreet and his, his gin vending machine.
0: Oh, that was my favourite fact about gin.
1: Although, I should actually correct a fact on that.
0: Oh my matter. word. I've
1: been reading a bit more about it. And you know how we said that in this, this vending machine, he dispensed the gin from his mouth?
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: That's not actually true. He, he put his mouth to the tube to tell them to get ready for the gin, and then he poured the gin in.
0: His own mouth? Like a seagull regurgitating food?
1: No, that's what I originally thought that he did. Oh, God, I didn't. Didn't you? No. Oh.
0: Of course he poured it down. Why, why would you think he was spitting gin I down the tube? I thought he was
1: spitting gin down the tube.
0: In what world is that thing? <laughs> why would anyone buy spat out gin? <gasps> Even in Victorian times, they probably got oh, that's a bit much. <laughs> Haven't you been rolling about in your own shit? I know, but come on. He's got the dripsy.
1: <laughs> the drip. <laughs> I think it's dropsy
0: <laughs> No it's dripsy It's a medieval Actually it's not it's a town
1: Yeah I'd just like to recommend A couple of books mm-hmm.
0: Which
1: I don't have to hand <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. We have uh, we have been to Birmingham, we have tasted um Tasted
0: Birmingham's gin fluid. <laughs> what?
1: We've tasted Birmingham. Huh? I've got I've got
0: to God we're so tired. Yeah. So tired. I know. Well has that episode kicked in the dick. <laughs> 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 Oh, so I couldn't resist that. So off to the distillery we go.
1: Yeah, let's go and meet the people behind one of my absolute favourite gins on the planet. It
0: really is delightful.
1: Poetic license, so they do northern dry and they also do many, many different flavours of gin. Gin liqueurs,
0: many rarities as well. Do look out for the rarities. I think you've got to sign up to find out when they're coming out first, but they, oh, they get snapped up quickly.
1: They do indeed. So, uh, and
0: once they're gone, they're gone. They only make them once.
1: Yeah. So we went up there to Sunderland to speak to them about all things gin.
0: And it's Mother's Ruin, a very special report now, all the way from a Poetic Licence Distillery in Sunderland. We are here with Luke and Grace of Poetic Licence. Hello, Grace and Luke. Hello, hello. Hi, guys. And if you can hear that gentle hum in the background, that's Gracie, I believe. It he is, our 500 litre pot still. Fa- yeah, I mean, she's not chatting, she's just brewing away there. We'll so ha- in now and then. Yeah, what's the the happening? What's
2: she up there? Uh, she's making a very special batch of gin that we're not quite a lot of telling about <gasps> just, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: Heard of me first, heard of me first. Gin <laughs> News! Yeah. If you could see the still, it's like something out of some sort of... Looks like it's a take-off, doesn't it? It's like something <laughs> out of a <laughs> comic book where uh, Sherlock Holmes is chasing Jack the Ripper in the future.
1: Right, <laughs> okay. Wells, like a yeah. Victorian
0: uh, time machine. Yeah. yeah. war Gracie. I would just expect, like I say, when you're saying like uh, people expect to come in and find you like stirring things yeah. and putting, like letting steam off little valves and stuff like that, little whistles going... <laughs> Every now and again, <laughs> yeah, yeah, But like, I'd rather just you sitting there having a coffee on your laptop going, uh, it's nearly ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Right. Well, the hard work
2: comes like before this comes last week. So, the Tutti Frutti gym, which is our latest edition, mm-hmm. and I promise I didn't organize it this way, it happened by accident. I wasn't in when the food came in, and my apprentice distiller had to de stone 10 kilograms of cherries, 8 kilograms of uh, nectarines, 8 kilograms of peaches, and then peel and chop. Eight, uh, 10 kilograms of pineapples, there's plums oh, in there no. that need a de-store. Oh. So there's loads of work that goes into it beforehand, and he yeah. did a lovely 9 in the morning until 1:30 in the morning shift. It was then Sounds like a prison punishment. <laughs> <laughs> well, he gets paid in gin, so he's happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah this where, where, where do you apply? <laughs> <laughs> a day's worth of peeling fruit for balls of gin. On iron. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. So, how long has Poetic License Distillery been going? Uh, nearly
2: three years, 22nd of September
0: is our third birthday. Nearly three Looking years. And forward to it, yeah. and I've, been, I've been all around the country and I've seen like a bottle of poetic license. It's everywhere. It's everywhere, yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you bringing it with you, are you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I am. What I'm seeing is you owe me money.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, No, we do get a bottle, it. we're... Uh, we do lots of events. We let like get out talked about the gin a little bit, yeah. and then yeah. we find
3: there's there's no replacement for actually trying the gin for getting people yeah. on board. I've oh, gotten so absolutely, absolutely not. No. Exactly.
0: So where next do you think? Because I saw I was on your Instagram, oh, and sense. I saw you in Japan. Yes, and that's China. It, yeah, I was yeah. Very jealous.
2: Yeah, um, really interesting experiences. But yeah, Japan hadn't really heard of gin that much, weren't we really that sure? Despite the fact that in Japan the word gin is gin. Yeah, there's still <laughs> a little bit of trouble understanding what it was. So we had, we had a great time explaining to them exactly what the process was. They're very, very intrigued. They know their whiskeys very, very well. Yeah. yeah, They
3: like the spirits all Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So
2: we've got uh, our old Tom Gin is barrel-aged in Oloroso casks. So sherry casks, and they're very big fans of sherry barrel-aged whiskey. And so we got them on to drinking our old Tom. Yeah. And after a week in Japan, we're now stocked in 164 liquor stores.
0: So Gin's just not heard of over in Japan, that's insane. Not
2: massively, no. The New Gordons. Um, And Gordon's is seen as quite a premium brand over there. Yeah. So we had to sort of set the the bar as being, (laughs) we're
0: just a little bit more premium and we're just, you know, (laughs) we do this, we do this. Uh, Gordon's, if you're listening, uh, we will still accept sponsorship. (laughs) Uh, I've drunk Japanese gin before. I've tried Jinzu. And it's a very, very nice gin. gin. yeah.
2: There's one called Kenobi, which is made in Kyoto in Japan,
0: which is fantastic gin. Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't a normal snobby gin brand that's why that's what we love about it we're saying that the logo is one of our favorites do you know who did that?
3: Um, yeah we've got a guy um, James Hansen from Lear's studio yeah. he's a local guy um, and yeah he's, he's got a great creative eye um, he certainly really, has yeah
1: like 1960s kind
3: of um,
0: psychedelic type
2: yeah. of uh, yeah, yeah, band yeah,
1: posters hear that a
0: lot,
3: yeah Indeed, beautiful yeah. yeah he's got a great eye he produces all of our artwork stuff so any sort of bottles and things see, that's actually been him and he is great at what he does oh it is absolutely oh, yeah. brilliant yeah. oh, cool. but our brand yeah certainly we, we, we try and make it as accessible as possible because all we don't think gin is just for the elite as it yeah. previously Yeah yeah
0: oh yeah yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
2: well I mean we talk about it in as so we do master classes and gin events quite a lot and people always ask because there's so many gins and everyone's got a different way of talking about it and yeah. thinking about it. And I always sort of say that we did sit around and sort of you've got to decide if you've got a brand, how you want to be perceived, how you want to talk about the brand and it all seemed a little bit fake to sit around and say well, well we want people to think that we're great yeah. we're just humans yeah. we make what we want to make and we make what we like and if you like it then awesome and if you don't then that's fine so yeah. that's all we sort of exactly. went for that's
0: pretty much what we're doing with this podcast <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah right. I think for us it's about um Making sure there's no right and wrong, and yeah. you know, if you enjoy it, then that's great. And if you, you know, if you want to drink it with cranberry juice, that's up to you. You know, yeah. it, 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 we don't have any sort of precious We, we can suggest stuff that we think's nice, but yeah, ultimately, as long as you like our flavours, like great. You know. Yeah. Okay, but is there anything that if you saw somebody doing, if you saw someone
0: with like, or... Kiora, yeah. If people were putting <laughs> yeah. Kiora in your gym, would you go? <laughs> <laughs> now, if someone
1: was
0: pouring
2: Sunny D,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> as it was... It's a fine. It depends if, if they're happy it, then yeah,
2: fine. Yeah. Yeah
3: on yeah, i mean don't. I don't get me wrong it might not be how we'd have it but if that's how you want to <laughs> enjoy it you crack on a lot of people actually don't like tonic but then they think they don't like gin so if it started to get you into it that, bit, yes
0: i admittedly i know a few people would say that yeah. if
2: it
3: starts to get them into it we're pretty open we've got our suggestions as to how you might we think it's got yeah. the best drug yeah
2: last year we made a cherry and basil gin and there's a guy in the industry called david t smith and he's got his own range of gins uh, called the, the Boutique Gin Company you might have seen those a yeah. little bit different no they do wacky um, and uh,
3: wild yeah, exactly. as, like spit roasted pineapple we right. sent
2: him a bottle of our cherry and basil gin and he texted us back saying it was lovely I drank it with Coca-Cola and I thought oh god what are you
3: yeah. Uh, what are you doing? And then yeah. we tried it with Coca
2: Cola, and you that kind of can't, you can't deny that it's really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So now you just got to be a bit open minded with these yeah. things uh, going You kind of call yourself Poetic conception. License and then
2: say, You've got to drink with tonic, yeah. ice, yeah. Uh, yeah. size of lemon, uh. no one else? <laughs> yeah.
1: Ah, so is that? You've got is, it, well, yeah. why? You're called Poetic License. Yeah. So
2: if you look at the logo and the word license, it's spelled L I C E N S E, which is usually seen as the American spelling of license. And so when we first launched, we, we generally got hate mail, like, why wow, are you spelling it the American right, way, blah, blah blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's the verb of license, is, yeah. is with SE. So the brand is to use your poetic license, to do something a bit different, have the phone me and encourage everybody mail. else to
3: However, the grammar police are still, yeah, oh, yeah still yeah. not a fan of that, yeah. but that, yeah, that, that, that's nice. our things, so if you don't yeah. like it. We've got so a standard response that they get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you
0: are one of those people uh, <laughs> shoved <me> up <laughs> <Spelt> your ass. Spelled A-S-S. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Obviously, you make a massive selection of gins. We do. Personally, what is your favourite?
2: My favourite is the Northern Dry Gin. The Northern Dry Gin. It was the first one that we made. Classic. It was, yeah, it was. You know, you, you can't go wrong with the, with a classic. It's nice to have something different now and then, but yeah. you always go back to the Northern Dry yeah, Gin. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and how about, how about
3: yourself Chris which is your favorite um, I probably have to agree not to be boring but uh, I, yeah it's, it's your go to one I've got different ones for different occasions just like that's what our products are about really yeah. our, our spirits we've got sort of something to suit most times most most preferences sort of yeah. uh, for Christmas for example I have the fireside gin which is sort of a mulled winter spice gin it,
2: for breakfast you have
3: <laughs> St. Clement's
0: uh, <laughs> course, orange juice you got to have I've yeah. to have your bits
1: on the morning <laughs> <laughs> now the St. Clement's one I had yesterday and it was so good so yeah. I expected it to be really heavily citrusy a bit like um,
2: Rancor oh, oh, um, uh,
0: yes. yeah. which I find
1: overwhelmingly citrusy but this one was so subtle and it was it was the cardamom I think we did yeah, the yeah. most. So
2: when we make our liqueurs, we use our own gin as the base. So they are gin liqueurs. So yeah. We make the Northern Dry gin, as we usually would. Yeah. And then we make a orange and lemon syrup using the pulp from the fruit, the juice from the fruit,
4: right. and a little bit of
2: fructose, which is natural sugar from fruit. And then we mix that syrup with our Northern Dry gin. So you still get the cubeb peppers, the cardamom, the juniper. It still yeah. all really comes
0: through. When we're making our uh, infusions, we just bung the ingredients into gin and let it
2: waft around the gin <laughs> you have a Yeah, bathtub, gin yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it depends what you want so if you are making something citrusy especially if you put alcohol in there yeah. alcohol acts as a really good solvent Yeah, and it pulls all of the flavour out of what you put in there so like if you've got lots palate. of pith in your orange it'll taste really bitter and really horrible so you want to so we boiled it in water add sugar to make a syrup and leave that totally separate to the gin so the gin's not extracting too much flavour Yeah, and then add the Clarified syrup to the gin to make it a liqueur And then just give it a stir And then just give it a stir, nice and easy
3: so for Christmas, it's a fireside. Indeed, yeah, with the ginger ale, actually, which is a, yes. a, a bit of an unusual choice, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a nice alternative to a gin yeah. and tea. Um, and that time of year as well, obviously, it, I think gin's perceived as quite a refreshing summer Some drink. drink yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. totally transforms it. I actually sometimes warm up the ginger ale as well, so it's like yeah. a hot toddy, mild yeah, wine yeah. alternative. Yeah. So that's that's my Christmassy drink. There's a gin for all occasions with that yeah. one range. To okay, be then
1: on that subject... What about
2: summer, summer picnic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we've got picnic gin. You've actually, I mean, yeah, that you've got, that you've actually. got picnic yeah. gin, yeah. Well, this is just cheating. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. We like to set a scene um, with our gin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Fire set, drunk by the fire. Picnic yeah. gin,
3: drunk at a picnic, or... In the sunshine.
2: On your own, in the bedroom, yeah. whatever, whatever, you, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you do. Car uh, so park that's... fight gin, that yeah. is it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's
0: for the that's warm summer nights. Yeah, exactly, Uh
2: So picnic gin is strawberries and cream gin. So that's got a really complicated process to get it how it is. When we first started making the gin, uh, the first thing that you think of with gin is that it's generally dry and we didn't want to step too far away from that. So our picnic gin, and people are quite confused to hear it, is the driest gin in the world if you have it neat. Interesting. So the process of making it is that we just sell 30 kilograms of a mixture of fresh and dehydrated strawberries alongside a fairly classic base. We've got juniper, coriander, orris, Little bit of vanilla. Yeah, uh, We so always that... use cubeb peppers and we always use rose petals and everything. Uh, really? yeah, yeah, all of our gins have a nice little family of four cubeb, yeah. rose, coriander, and juniper. Right. Um, and then once you've distilled that gin, we end up with something that is quite creamy due the vanilla, vanilla, quite strawberry-led, but still very uh, juniper-led as well and very dry. Yeah. And then we steep that gin in more dehydrated strawberries so it becomes red.
0: Incredible.
2: That the the nose becomes very, very sweet. Uh, and then we mix that with elderflower tonic, oh. which is an ever so slightly sweeter tonic, but more yeah. importantly, it's got less quinine in it. Ah, quinine so is what makes it tonic bitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's less quinine, less dryness, less bitterness, and we end up with a really nice sweet gin and tonic, so perfect for the yeah. summer.
1: Wimbledon. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nice.
2: Struggling
0: between yeah. Wimbledon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's a special celebration. Say
1: it only happens maybe you know once a year once every few years you're going to crack open a bottle of something you're like oh, you've, sold, we your, we you've sold your
0: you've sold your millionth
2: bottle of gin yeah right mm. special occasion what are we going to crack open oh
3: that's a, tr- that's a tricky one I you've got some stuff that's actually sat barrel agent, haven't you that, oh. although it's not a bottle so it's oh barrel um, gin yeah, so yeah. We've got <laughs> got a barrel. why not you've just <laughs> so <sold your> millionth <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah you deserve
2: something it it's a bit <laughs> special um, so, well by the time we've sold our millionth bottle it'll be quite old gin as well so we're <laughs> <laughs> heavily barrel aged, yeah. <laughs> no, we do have so our old Tom is barrel aged anyway in Oloroso casks. Um, and when we first started the distillery, we knew we'd want something different down the line, and we started barrel aging in Oloroso casks as we usually do. And then I've got some in Jim Beam casks, and that is really vanilla-y, really quite different. Yeah. Where'd you get all of these casks? Uh, so there's cooper's. Uh, there's a uh, cooper is someone that builds yeah casks, yeah, well, yeah yeah. So there's a cooperage in Speyside where you. Predominantly get everything from, but we do also know we've got some old Tom in little tiny 20 litre red wine casks, and yeah. they were made by one of two only uh, English Coopers. So, Theakston's brewery down the road uh. barrel aged their beer in casks. That's and amazing. We're friendly with John the Cooper, and he builds uh, casks for us to put
0: our gin in and delivers them up here in exchange for a bottle of gin. <laughs> That's incredible. So, like uh, the ones that have obviously had stuff in for years, yeah, yeah. are they worth a little bit more than uh, they are? Yeah, so I yeah, imagine that like, because you've got all the float, like. 50 years worth of whiskey flavour in this uh well, even if you bring water in that, I imagine you'd get like a fairly, a fairly yeah, high-end whiskey flavor, out of it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, well, the funny thing about it, depending on where it's come from, they actually deconstruct the whole cask, send it across the country in a container flat-packed, and then somebody's then got to shave all the sides of the, if each individual stave, fit them together, and then put new rings around the casks, put new ends in, and rebuild the entire thing. And they don't use any, any tools other than an, uh, an, an axe. And they use reeds to fill the oh empty spaces in between the wood. Oh,
3: <laughs> I mean, if you're not into your old age stuff, I think as well. Even if you hang on to a rarity, I know we've got a couple that we sort of kept back and haven't opened purposefully. And then I think uh, like yeah. our very first rarity was an orange blossom gym, which was delightful. And I've got a bottle sat at home that I just I'm refusing yeah. to open. Yeah. But if if there's such occasion yeah. came, I think I would I would crack it open and remind blossom. myself of how good yeah, it was because yeah, it was it. absolutely delicious. Oh, yep. so and
2: fun. nobody can prove us wrong because there's none left. We're not going to make it again. <laughs> yeah. But we've got some other distilleries gin that I would, I would certainly crack open as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. uh, the 2015 edition of Four Pillars Bloody Shiraz gin, mm-hmm. regarded Ooh. as their best edition, their best vintage, they can't make a slow gin because they're out in Australia and slow berries don't grow. Right. So they steep their classic gin in Shiraz grapes wow. to make a, well, an Australian slow gin alternative. It's
1: distilled from grain, but they yes. then... Yes, and then they
2: steep it in, yeah. the, in the grapes. Yeah. Yeah. So we end up with something that's purple. Yeah. A tiny little bit of sweetness followed by an immense amount of dryness from their gin botanicals.
1: So would the grapes ferment when they were being steeped?
2: In they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. Yeah. So yeast dies after it's sat in a, an, an ABV of alcohol. Right. Champagne yeast goes up about 16% right. and then nothing in handle anything like Anything uh-huh. higher than that. Ah,
0: the facts. Gin. Ooh, I'm Luke. Oh, I'm Luke. <laughs> uh, no, that's brilliant, mate. That's absolutely fascinating mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So, okay, Do how you, about if you were in space? Uh, well there is
2: one gin <laughs> Shut up. that has gone to the moon no. and, back, yeah, and that's boutique okay. Gin Company, David T. Wow. Smith. Uh, they sent a small proportion of botanicals to the moon and then some of them came back and were just oh. selling it to gin which is cool, <laughs> moon gin, moon yeah. gin yeah. dot com. <laughs> I respect it, I don't quite know what that would do. No.
0: Um, what if it turns people into space zombies? Yeah. What if they're, they're responsible for the death of the entire world? Because they've said botanicals to the moon and back. Well, well it's
2: David T. Smith. <laughs> Summerfoodcup.com, you can get blame <laughs> <laughs> him on us. He's, he's, he's patient zero. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but if we were going to go to space and drink a gin over there, there's, I don't know, you'd, you'd probably have to make, we, so we generally want to make something using our surroundings, using something different. I've always wanted to make a gin uh, entirely on the go, so you can get yeah. a, uh, a small, still a little 20 litre still, you can get a camp stove that produces electricity with the heat generated from the fire that it produces, which would then power your cooling system to cool the, the hot steam back in the gin. And you could conceivably take that, a pot still, a bottle of vodka, and go anywhere and make gin from anything that you've found. So we could make we one on the moon out scenario. of moondust, rocks. That's moon. Buzz
0: Aldrin's shoe. Ah, yeah. yeah. That, that American one. flag. <laughs> that may or may not be up there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah.
1: incredible. That's the best answer that yeah, I, I could have ever heard. Yeah,
0: I We can actually make Moon gym. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And we would have to pay HMRC because it's not in the UK. Uh, yay,
1: offshore assets.
2: Very <laughs> good.
0: Um, I think you'll find I own at least a square acre of the moon that I bought off of a website once. So, yes. So, yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes. So you just plan it on my, my acre of the moon, mate, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Because it's definitely legit. I've got a certificate and everything. And now... Over to a tiny hotel room in Newcastle to taste our delicious concoctions.
1: With Catherine Taney.
0: Good old Catherine. Right, it's Mother's Ruin podcast and this section is uh, a very special section all about some of our own recipes.
1: Yeah, so we've got a theme going today and we've got a very special guest in to help us and yeah. rate them. Yes, we have. Um, so Catherine is a stand-up comedian and one of the best stand-up comedians on the circuit.
4: I mean, that's blatantly untrue. No, it's <laughs> true. She's top 300. <laughs> I'm not even a proper one. You are. I'm like a pretend She's one of the best. She is
0: genuinely one of my favourites, but she's a hobbyist and... Uh, continues to insult everyone that tries comedy by not giving it a proper go. (laughs) And still being better than them.
4: That's also not true. The bit about not giving it a proper go is probably quite true. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Are you you already a fan of gin? I like a nice gin, me. I'm not very refined on the palate, though. I'll just drink out.
0: You'll just drink drink out. I'm with you on that one, yeah. Yeah. I I will drink anything, but I would prefer... A nice gin. A Monkey 47, for Mm. example.
4: Oh, yeah. Like, I like a nice one. Okay,
0: what's your favourite, then? Do
4: you know what I had the other day that I really liked? Bloom. Have you had Bloom? Bloom gins,
0: very nice, yes. It was really nice.
4: It was sort of, as the name might (laughs) might suggest. Floral. Like, quite floral. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do you, like, uh, do you like kind of slow gins? And... Oh, I completely love yeah. slow gin. It tastes like Christmas. Um, I like slow gin and I like slow gin fizzes. Um, mm. But Slogin no one will, no one will ever tell you where the slow berries are, though, because it's like a secret that they all take to the grave. If people people find, right? the, Yeah, if people find slow berries, they won't they I won't did Oh, did that nice. yeah. Is that a law? Maybe they just won't tell me. <laughs> yeah, I am just desperately like, unfriendly. What, everybody do? knows. Uh, it was like, don't tell Catherine. You know what she's like.
0: Catherine's got a problem. <laughs>
4: My mate actually, um, last Christmas, she just had a baby in September, and uh, she, she came around to someone's house for a night. We were like doing a little bit of a gin night, and she came around and she had her um, breast milk bottle full of slow gin. Oh. <laughs> That her mother in law had made that is, <laughs> that is grim. That's a new kind it of flask. I like that, <laughs> it <Yeah. laughs> but it was like just the right size to transport, like a bit. She yeah. didn't want to, yeah, Ooh. out, oh the, out of the big bottle. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it does make this go up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can you ask her to get her the bottle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not direct from the breast would be fantastic. Uh, can just like a tearding slogan? That is nice, too. We'll nice. cut that go on. now that... What we're going to do is we have made a selection of gins. Four types. We did have five.
4: What happened to the fifth? Uh,
1: it made us vomit. Oh. It yes. Didn't actually, it didn't actually make us vomit. Um, but it was, it was disgusting. So we tried to make a bounty-themed gin that mm. had chocolate and coconut um, and sugar in it. And it was a great idea, but the, the coconut went off, like, Ooh. really oh, badly.
4: So badly. And bounties generally are rubbish. You're wrong. So, okay. let's
0: try our Tuck Shop gins. We're not going to tell you which ones they are. This is You're so not going exciting. to tell you what kind of sweetie we've tried to uh, think. We'll, we've got four types for you to try. Oh, this
4: is amazing. This is like combining my favourite bit of being an adult with my favourite bit of being a child.
0: Eating and drinking, basically. Yeah.
4: Do you know what I had for breakfast this morning when I got up? Gin. I had I had a Solero and a chocolate milkshake in my garden. That is definitely not. <laughs> and an then I had adult. an ice cream sundae on the beach. <laughs> Breakfast <at> champions. <laughs> and now I'm having sweets-flavoured gin. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, we're going to try them neat first.
4: Just over a little bit of ice. Right. So I've got a guess. Got yeah, a guess, you've got to
0: get right. Here is the first gin. Have a nose in there.
4: What does that smell like? <laughs> it smells like lovely. <laughs> it smells
0: like lovely. Well, if anyone needs a needs someone oh. to do some copywriting for the gin. It oh. smells like lovely. <laughs>
3: you can have
4: that one for nothing. Yeah? Oh, can I drink it? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: what What do you oh. suppose that might be?
4: Oh, I totally know what it is. You totally know what I it totally is. I totally know what it what is. What kind of sweet is that then? It's It's Turkish delight. Yes! One nil to oh.
0: Actually, one nil to us. Oh. That's lush. we made it
4: and that's what we wanted. True. Would that's you like to try it with a bit lush. of tonic? Is it wrong to say no? No, not no, no. To... all. <laughs> it so what's it? it, it's rose
1: water and... Um... Yeah, firstly, we've got 250 millilitres of gin. That's, we've used the Aldi gin, as we did We use Curl. Aldi
0: gin for all our infusions.
1: Yeah, because it's a nice, crisp, award-winning...
0: Yeah, lovely, clean gin. Yeah. No, no frills. Exactly. But very, very good.
1: Yeah, so we've gone for 250 millilitres of that. We've then added 7 grams of cacao nibs. Um, we've added 3 heaped tablespoons of sugar, 2 teaspoons of rose water... Mm-hmm. And we've actually dropped 25 grams of Turkish Delight in there. Not chocolate covered, just, you know, the the pink Turkish Delight in it. So does it just dissolve? Does it just dissolve when you put it in it? Well, we left it for a week and it's semi-dissolved. It came out looking a bit like raw chicken. Did you eat it? I ate a bit of it, and it was... <laughs> 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 That's such a girl thing.
0: Did you eat it? Well, I ate a bit. I would have gone, that goes in the bin. It was, go, mmm, mm, mm, mm. it was weird. Was it? It was weird, yeah. The texture
1: was, like, really... Flaccid. Really, yeah, flaccid. yes, it
4: was. It was, it was very Jimmy. flaccid. Yeah. A Turkish delight. <laughs> yeah. A Turkish semi-delight. A Turkish
0: disappointment. <laughs> We've all had one of them. <laughs> We've all had a Turkish disappointment. That's horrendous. Right. So didn't. that is... Marmaris07. <laughs> I can only apologise for the be disgraceful behaviour that's being on display here. Right. So that is... that is that, oh, that is, the so is that is that that is the prop's less. All right, out of ten, what are you giving the uh, Turkish Delight Jim? I
4: think this will take some beating, actually. It'll take some um, beating? I, I absolutely love Turkish Delight.
0: Oh, well, always handy. Then... That's the thing, though. Turkish Delight, I've found, is an acquired taste. So, uh, the fact that I can drink it without any bother is... Uh, testament to it really
4: yeah oh. very true you can taste the you can taste the chocolate in it as well yeah you, you can't can, the really, yeah, cacao nibs
0: really, yeah, yeah. really do the cacao nibs really do pop pop their chocolatey taste into a gin yeah.
1: okay so this one's going to be really hard to identify because we've taken quite a lot of artistic license with this one
0: yes um
1: but if you can kind of give us a general okay. idea of of what you think
0: cleansed with a bit of water cleansed, cleansed. consider me cleansed have a little schnoz in there Oh! What are you getting? Are you sniffing like in a cartoon? <laughs> yeah!
4: <laughs> <laughs> is it sort of like lemongrassy or something? Oh, cit- bad. Is it- a citrus element to it? Is it okay. citrusy? Okay, shall I get in there? Yeah.
0: yeah. I'd obviously take the time, you know.
4: <laughs> I'm thinking.
0: <laughs> this could take longer than I thought.
4: Yeah, so there's something. Um, there's lemony.
0: Mm-hmm. There's definitely there's, there is a citrus element in it, but there's another there's another fruit flavour in it, and we thought that as a as a reveal, we're going to say it, it, it was supposed to be sherbet dib dab. Yeah,
4: a sherbet lemon, I would say. Sherbet, sherbet lemon. Oh. Uh, re- that's what it was meant to be. That's, that's
0: sherbet weird. lemon, re- <laughs> retitled, but it's uh, it's. Got, it's got the citrusy, like limey flavour. Yes, it does taste nice, doesn't it? Ooh. It's a good one. Do so it's want...
1: made with lime leaves or kefir leaves and passion fruit powder. This is this was quite an expensive one to make. Oh yes, sure.
0: it was. I I was surprised when I took this to the yeah. counter. God damn you, Harvey Nichols! God <laughs> damn you!
1: And um, so what we've done with this one is again 250 millilitres of gin. That makes about a jam jar full of gin. Yes. It's enough for a, for for a sort of a taster. Again, we've added um, three tablespoons heaped of sugar. Mm-hmm. We've also added three teaspoons of freeze-dried passion
4: fruit powder. Passion fruit powder? Freeze is that a Freeze-dried passion fruit. Yes. yes,
0: it is. If you're willing to spend a million
4: pounds. Where did you get all this stuff? It's It was amazing. like seven pounds. <laughs> yeah. But that was it? worth it. Yeah. It is. It's really nice, actually. Would you like to
0: try it with a little tonic? Oh, yes,
4: go on then. I'll sling a bit in there. That's lovely. That's enough. Don't dilute too much. <laughs> Take away from the alcoholic content. I'm so pleased I didn't, I didn't bring the car. I'm so happy. I'm quite <laughs> happy as well. We have got a lot of gin to get through. Otherwise, I'd have had to, you
0: know,
4: yeah. restrain myself or spit it out or something.
0: Something I'm sure you're not used to. Nothing. Sex joke.
4: Oh, that's really nice. Oh, that's lovely.
0: <laughs> Is it na- nice with the tonic?
4: For yeah, that's. We've gone for a nice. fever
0: tree Mediterranean because we're dead classy.
4: Yeah, oh.
0: I like a fever tree. A
1: quality tonic, but not too overladen with, yes. with various flavours.
0: We've got some. Uh, t- we're going to do a tasting of tonics, and uh, we've got some wonderful oh flavours to come up with.
4: You prove this, I'm dead happy. So, <laughs> so which, which which
1: do you prefer, the Turkish oh. delight or the uh, the sherbet lemon? <laughs>
4: I still think I still think Turkish delight. Yeah. I still think I prefer the Turkish delight, but then I didn't try that one with tonic in it. I've tried this one with tonic in it, and I think this is more like this would be a more sort of refreshing city outsidey drink Ooh. than the Turkish delight one. But I think I prefer the
0: and this city outsidey drink. That's another phrase you could use. <laughs> Should you want to describe Jane in a beautiful and very articulate way,
4: you know, like in the sunny shiny, <laughs> in the sunny shiny.
0: No, no, I'm keeping that one. I like that one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so this is
0: really nice that's a win yeah excellent oh, win. news yeah. now then
4: do you have to take it away from me or can I no, carry you can on you can, finish. No, you, can you can carry can
0: on finish. right then it is gin number three get in
4: yeah
0: <laughs> have a little niff of that oh
4: please stop stop giving me these
0: <laughs> see if you oh. name that
4: scent <laughs> hi there orangey mm. loveliness orange yes. orange we've got there and it's got chocolate in it again Yeah.
0: Orange and chocolate. Is it
4: chocolate orange? <laughs> well, it is, but there's an extra ingredient that makes it into... A... What,
0: what kind of chocolate orange things would you like to eat? Chocolate orange. Chocolate orange. <laughs> Again, Got she is one. so articulate. <laughs> yes, chocolate orange, of course, but is there anything else chocolatey and orangey you enjoy? Oh, God, I'm just going to say Jaffa Cake. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> There is what's another the element in it to give, the, uh, to give the cakey, uh, cake-y element. Uh, oh,
4: what's the cakey element? There is
0: element? another a cakey element, yeah. There's something else oh, in there. Oh, it's got vanilla in it, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. I can smell the vanilla, one. there yeah. we go. Vanilla, yeah. Have a taste of that and see if that comes as close to uh, Jaffa cake in liquid form.
4: Oh, my very days.
0: Yeah, I think we left the orange in a little bit too long.
4: Oh, no, you didn't. That's lush. Uh, no, I don't
0: think we did. No? We left it in for about a week, haven't No, we?
1: we left it in for 24 hours.
0: Oh, the orange, yes, yeah. we did. It was the only one we actually. Had.
4: Yeah. Ah. Oh, so is that is that just uh, orange juice or orange peel or what? Orange peel. Oh. Mm.
0: Orange peel. <laughs> uh, orange peel, cacao and vanilla, and that was it. And uh, we infused it, and oh, it just the smell of it's just absolutely incredible. In fact, I want one of them.
4: Oh, that's amazing.
0: So, oh, this... where do you
4: buy cacao nibs? Are they a real thing? Uh, we, we got health food, food shops. shops. Right, okay, and do people just nibble on them?
0: Yeah, the, the, do they? So bitter, so bitter.
4: Oh, I might like them then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are
0: so you. I'm
4: just gonna suck on this cacao nib and think about my life.
0: Mm. Oh, would you like to try a bit of tonic?
4: Uh, yeah, that would be yeah. lovely. Just a splash would be splendid. Oh, very much.
0: Have, you don't to, uh, get the biscuit with this as well, don't you like the cakey bit? The cakey bit, it's
4: definitely. delicious. Oh, that's amazing. We approve of that. Yeah. It
0: even tastes like dark chocolate. That's the good thing. Yeah.
4: Well this one, might have, this one might have pipped the other one the we, Oh, oh, no. oh. oh we got have we we've eaten Turkish Delight? And, like, and I wouldn't, like, I would have thought that I would automatically go with Turkish Delight, but this is lush. Jaffa Cake, I think, is than the others at the post.
1: We've called it Jaffa Biscuit, though, for copyright reasons. Yes. Because we all know oh, that Jaffa Cake is actually a biscuit.
4: That's true. For tax purposes. That's true. Yes, yes, that's the only thing that I remember yeah. from my degree. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I also my remember, degree in jaffa cake studies <laughs> that I did
0: <laughs> that'll be why you're so articulate
4: this is a great day of all of the days <laughs> today's winning
1: <laughs> well it's lovely to have you <laughs> thanks thank you for coming
4: on this is marvellous
0: <laughs> well, well we'll certainly fetch you back for some more taste I'm going
4: to start a sing song on the metro home <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, no. Uh, If you're on the metro, I do apologise. For what we uh, very well have put you through tonight.
1: So, Matthew, what have you uh, enjoyed about this?
0: This This, journey.
1: Yeah, this journey.
0: I've loved making all the new friends we've got in the gin world. Mm. Because we started this, like, we didn't start this with any intentions other than to just talk about, our oh, favourite thing in the world. Yeah. And everyone's been lovely. Everyone, everyone's everyone been a delight.
1: I you, a really good example of this is that we walked past Phoenix window in Newcastle last mm-hmm. weekend and we were just walking past in the street and we looked in the window and we saw that there was a Heppel gin experience going on yeah. in there and the owner of of the Yeah, yeah, I company. think he's, he's, he's
0: I was one of the Martin. He's called Martin.
1: There. Yeah, was in there doing a talk, and we said, "Oh God!"
0: Yeah, we should we have missed we should, out on this. Yeah, we should have gone to that talk.
1: And I had to drive back to Leeds, and you said, "I'm gonna go and pop in there."
0: I'll go pop in and see if he wants to chat. And it's
1: really busy. He had a full event on.
0: Yeah. he stood talk to us for twenty minutes and invited me and Sarah the distillery
1: all the time in the world to talk to you yeah about it's his passion and what they do and that's the thing i think you know there's so much passion in this industry yeah. and uh, that's just a prime example of it
0: the emails we've had in
1: yeah yeah we've had contact from um lone, cotswold distillery lone, lone wolf, wolf raven gin we're going to talk to them next season yeah. season can't even speak properly now yeah we're we gonna have have another to... drink
0: we're also going to uh, i think we're going to do some sort of tour around Britain's distilleries, be it via phone interview or visiting them ourselves.
1: Yeah. I love the fact that we got a tweet this week from Gin Tasting Scotland, who had listened to our podcast for the very first time. And not only that, but it was the first ever podcast that he's listened yeah. to. Where,
0: where, where is actual level of podcasting? I'm so
1: happy, yeah. We've set the bar low.
0: <laughs> How dare
1: you? <laughs> but I love this, because he listened to the podcast. Who's the one where... We spoke about the fact that there's a ring on the cork. Yes, it was the, uh, yeah, it, was the next, it was the
0: next one where somebody else had given us the information. Gin, uh, gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. And
1: he was in his garden and he'd run in. He'd had to run in and look at the cork and take the ring off. And he, he tweeted us to say that he'd never noticed it before.
0: And yes, um, we will also like to thank the composer of our beautiful theme tune Holly
1: Jazz Jaskatia
0: Holly Jazz She is
1: amazing When we came up with the idea of this podcast We were like, oh, we need a theme tune So Matt texted Holly and said We want a theme tune that encapsulates the spirit of gin A little bit mischievous She instantly came back with this
0: 40 minutes and our theme tune came up And we were like, jeez, that's exactly that, what we want Yeah, it's so superb. So if if you're on a podcast, you want a you want an interesting theme, she'll come up with one for you. Not a problem. Now uh, if you go onto her Instagram, which is Holly Jazz with three Zs, uh, so that's Holly Jazz H O L L Y Jazz three Zs. Send her a message, perhaps, if you want something to do with that, and she will, very reasonably, give you exactly what you want. Yeah, she's because a- she's brilliant.
1: Yeah. So thanks so much, Holly. I mean, we'll be back soon.
0: Yeah, we're back, and we've got to take a break now because we need to get all the content together so we can get stuff churned out as quickly as we can. Because we started this as fun, and it's become a job. Yeah. <laughs> we we have treated this like a job, and yeah, we just need a little bit of we just need a bit of time off so we can get things together and come back bigger, better, harder, stronger, yes. and faster for us. So- we can't emphasize enough how much we want people to join in. Even if you're not involved in gin, but enjoy gin, if you've got any gin-based stories, yeah. Gin led to the birth of your child. I don't know how this First thing works. First
1: time you tried gin. First
0: time you tried gin. If you don't like gin, bring it on. We'll yeah. say why. If you... if you do love gin, tell us what your favourites are. If you are work in gin, get in touch. If, yeah. you, if you've set fire to a distillery at some point, <laughs> hand, yourself tell us why. hand yourself in. Hand yourself in, and we will come to the jail and we will interview you about your horrible gin arson. So, in summary.
1: So in summary,
0: everyone we've met in the gin community, our new friends in the gin community, and friends we're yet to meet.
1: Uh, Just uh, thank you and um, we'll see you in a few weeks time with even more. And in the meantime, do what you like.
0: But leave vodka on the shelf. On
1: the freaking shelf. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Enjoy yourselves. We'll be back soon. Mother's Room podcast was written and performed by Matthew Reed and Sarah Donnelly. Theme tune written and performed by Holly Jazz Curtis.